Welcome to Hash It Out Podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Meetha, back with another episode this week. In this episode, we will discuss mental health stigma. Mental health stigma is one of the main barriers to full implementation of mental health services. According to the RU Public Policy Institute, 21% of RUPI students have unmet mental health needs. Campus initiatives are often limited to the factors such as professional care, student stigmas or misconceptions around seeking help, and difficulties publicizing those initiatives to the students who would benefit most from them. In this episode, we will discuss destigmatize help and better access for college students. Today, I'm joined by my amazing co-host, Bilin, to dive more into this topic. Hello, Mita. Well, um, since we're on the topic of mental health, I don't know about you, but I know that we're more than halfway through the semester and I'm feeling pretty stressed. We have a few weeks till Thanksgiving break, and I know I should be excited for that, but honestly, I feel more pressured and stressed over the fact that preparation for finals is right after. I also see a lot more people pulling all-nighters, skipping meals, intensely drinking caffeinated drinks, and just being much more tense overall. Yes, for many of us adults, college is a time of liberation and new opportunities for work, study and play, for learning new things, for, you know, growing up. Well, sadly, that isn't the big picture of college. According to Healthy Mind Center, more than 80% of college students feel overwhelmed by all they had to do in the past year and 45% have felt things were hopeless and only 25% or less of students with a mental health problem seek help. These issues can not only cause problems for the students at that time, but it can affect their future turnouts as well. According to the Suicide Prevention Resource Center, one study found that 5% of students do not finish their education due to psychiatric disorders and estimated that 4.29 million people would have graduated from college had they not had been experiencing such disorders. Mental health stigma. So what is it exactly? Stigma often comes from a lack of understanding or fear. Inaccurate or misleading media representation of mental illnesses contribute to both of these factors. In a study published in Social Science and Medicine at UCLA, it was found out that on college campuses where there is a higher stigma towards mental health treatment, there is less treatment-seeking behavior among students. This indicates that in places where peers are stigmatizing mental health treatment, students do not want to even acknowledge that their mental health struggles. I could understand where they're coming from. Um, personally, if I was in a place where they saw mental health treatment as weird or unusual, then I probably like wouldn't admit that I'm struggling. It's hard enough to admit mental health struggles in areas that, even, that don't stigmatize mental health, so it must be nearly impossible for them. And it would be much better if the college would open up and help people become more aware of the problem, which then would allow the students to feel a little bit more comfortable with opening up and talking to people about it. Certainly, I do agree with that. But many student counseling and like mental centers do not have enough funding or resources to support everyone. You know, universities need to use a systematic approach, including the administrators, faculty, staff and other peers for creating a space for students to get involved in the decision making, then providing the basic education and training for the community. 
According to the Counseling and Psychological Service, CAPS, at IUPUI, a self-study in March 2021 for conducted stated that for students seeking to establish service says during the calendar years of 2018 and to 2020, about 24% identified economic problems as a primary concern, less than greater than 12% identified housing concerns as problematic, and about 15% indicated that they do not have health insurance. There are many factors to consider, um, but when it comes to mental health, many students they do have jobs and they have responsibilities like the ones Mita listed. And they have to do all this while being full-time students. And I know, like, I've had friends and, you know, I know people that do all of this. So I know that it's hard to juggle all of these things while trying to maintain a normal social life. And students can enter college with these disorders, jobs, and they have other responsibilities like the ones Mita listed all while being full-time students. And I see this because my friends and I know just other people that are on campus that have to do all of this. So it's pretty hard to juggle all of these things while trying to maintain a normal and social life. Students can enter college with these disorders or it can develop during their time at the university due to hardships that they are facing. These disorders can range from sleeping issues uh, to anxiety and depression to even addiction and substance abuse. Yes, I completely agree. Mental health problems are very common among college students. Even I have experienced it at some point and I'm pretty sure you too. This may be because attending college corresponds to a challenging time for many traditional and non-traditional undergraduate students. Traditional graduate college students start college after completing high school and are typically younger, depend on parents for financial support and do not work or work part-time. Thus, in addition to stress-related academic load, these students may f- may have to face the task of taking on more adult-like responsibilities without having yet mastered the skills and the cognitive maturity of adulthood. You know, many college students feel immense pressure to succeed academically during college. And the desire to achieve high grades in a difficult academic environment can lead to increased levels of stress and anxiety. Students may overwork themselves and neglect their own well-being, especially if they procrastinate on assignments. Procrastination itself can be a coping mechanism for anxiety about grades. And personally speaking, I have procrastinated through assignments because I was too scared to like, know the outcome of it or if I ever get it. So I completely relate to this reason of it. Yeah, you're definitely making me have flashbacks to the times that I've procrastinated and, wow, awful. Like, I I believe everything you said. They're all true. But the thing is, with procrastination, you can use that as a coping mechanism, um, and it may help, uh, like, decrease your anxiety levels for the moment. But then when we actually realize that we need to get this done and complete the task, everything hits at like it just hits all together and it feels terrible because now we have to deal with the assignments as well as being stressed of putting it off to the last minute yes and with addition to that many young adults may take out loans to afford tuition room and board and other fees and this can lead to financial worries as students wonder 
how they will pay back these loans after graduation. And the financial cost only increases the pressure to succeed in a student's chosen field. Our society promotes this, you know, idea of immediately entering college after high school and then immediately starting a career after college. Unfortunately, this can cause anxiety for students who need more time to decide what career path they want to take. Today's young adults are spending more time online and on social media, and this too comes with harmful consequences. Definitely. But I'd like to talk more about the point that you made about society pushing college onto students right after high school. Um, A lot of students give in because they don't want to disappoint those around them. Um, I know for me specifically, um, my parents didn't necessarily force me into the major that I wanted. However, I know that as a kid, they kind of pushed me towards medicine. They pushed me towards nursing, you know, becoming something in the medical field. And I like it, but I know there are other students that don't want to be this, and they don't want to go into that. And it's like they they are sacrificing their happiness like for the approval of others. And I know this makes them feel terrible about themselves and confused about the true paths that they actually want to follow. And there are many students at IUPR that are in the nursing program, for example, and they're only here because their paths were chosen for them by family members, or they just feel so pressured to get their lives started as soon as possible in order to make money or support their families or just get on with everything, honestly. And they go through this tremendously hard path and harm themselves so they can make those people happy. But at the end of this, they end up stuck in a career they don't want to be in, And this really could, like, end up with them being, you know, regretting everything or even feeling depressed. Yes, I think I do relate to that. But my case is sort of a little different. I think with with me, it's more of the problem with me is like burnouts. I really don't know how to deal with them. For, For instance, like. Yes, my parents did put pressure on me since I was like a young girl to be involved and like stay on top of everything and be involved in all of that. But a part of me always also wanted to be that. So I don't know if they pushed me to have that kind of psychology or was it just me? But even right now, for example, like uh, there are a lot of things that I do on campus and um it's like I'm part of two scholarship programs and being an RA itself is it's a lot of stress that comes with it and as well as taking credits and doing research and a part of me it's like there have been weeks so far like the first week of semester itself I was completely burnt out I was like I don't think I can do this I'm not cut out for this this is not my cup of tea like I should just I should just quit something but I think as weeks pass by, I have sort of learned how to deal with burnouts, which is not giving much of like my mental energy into it. And like I since I talked about the cognitive maturity of like adulthood, I think a part of it is also like time management and also like how much of a mental energy you want to give to people around you. Because I think with the jobs that I'm doing right now, there's a lot of like people management or dealing with people. And it's like, I can easily take one thing and get frustrated by it like for the entire day. But it's like, are you going to let that thing consume your brain? You know, like what's prioritizing? What's important for you? Why Why are you here? You know, so I think for me, a lot of times when like I'm down, it's it's more of not like extreme sense of like mental health issues, but it's more of like burnouts and like stressing about things, which 
I don't know how many people relate to that, but a lot of my friends also like we discuss how burnouts affect our everyday semester wise because I remember discussing with my friend where just within the first three weeks of semester like midterms weren't even here and we were just like I think I'm, we are just waiting for the winter break you know like it's like so it's within three weeks like is college that much of a pressure like we were just within three weeks of the semester we were just done with it like we don't even have the mental energy anymore to like deal with what's there left for the rest of the semester so yeah I do sort of like all these consequences and factors they do absolutely make sense is is burnout something that do you personally sort of feel or or are your sort of stress problems a little bit different or like on the extreme side of it um i definitely feel everything that you're saying uh and it makes out i mean it makes sense like um with me it's more so time management and procrastination i hate to say it but procrastination gets me every single time when i always start the semester i don't feel stressed um i just i i literally just try to make the best of everything especially cuz it's like summer or i mean the beginning of second semester that's a different story but the first semester i'm just I'm not fully focused and I I just don't want to be stressed because it's warm outside who has time to be stressed and I just push everything to the side. <laughs> But I know after a couple of weeks it starts to get to me and I everything is like the time management and like you said trying to make others happy and accommodate for others while like not helping yourself if that makes sense so i'm like you know i'm there for others and then i completely forget about myself so i can't help i can't help them and help myself so i'm i'm getting messed up and my mental my mental health is going down while other people's there's like improving and then we get deeper into the semester and now all i can do is stress about everything cuz i literally just I blacked out in the beginning so now everything is catching up to me and it like I don't know I I don't know how to deal with stress so I just personally like cut not cut people off necessarily but I just disappear like nobody can find me nobody can talk to me um if you need me unless it's like in you know extreme situation you will not be able to reach me and that's just the way that i cope with my stress and i don't mean to do that but that's the only way that i can get through classes and get better grades cuz i know deep down i'm crying <laughs> i feel that approach i think i have used that as a coping mechanism before just cutting out people from my life but i think though that those things have do have consequences to it and discuss like going further into that like one of the surveys by a Boston University researcher nearly found about 33,000 college students across the country sort of revealing the prevalence of depression and anxiety in young people that sort of continues to increase now reaching its highest levels is like a sign of mounting stress factors due to you know covid-19 the beautiful past two years that we have so far the political unrest and the systematic racism and inequality but we have to look into these consequences not just on like a college student but the i would say the environment around the college student that includes like campus community faculty the friends like many mental health 
problems can affect the student's energy, concentration, then the dependability, mental ability and optimism, hindering performance, you know. Research suggests that depression is associated with low-grade point averages and that co-occurring depression and anxiety can increase this association. Depression also has been linked to dropping out of school. Peers, family members, faculty and staff may be personally affected out of a concern for these students and depression and anxiety can have harmful effects on relationships and work productivity. Campuses feel the burden as well when the students with mental health difficulties do poorly on the coursework and drop out of school. College and universities must be prepared to address the psychological impact of students on other students, as well as on teachers and staffs. The community is negatively affected when students are unable to finish their degree and contribute valuable skills in a competitive job market. That's definitely true. Um, and that's that makes sense because uh, that kind of went with what I said. Um, like when people are feeling terrible, you know, depressed, anxious, they it can affect those around them. Um, and I know there's other disorders out there, but the, it, but it's like depression, anxiety is like one of the biggest things that you see um, that's actually talked about. But once we have those, it's like we cut people off. So then those people will be affected by um, what we're doing. And now it's not only good for our mental health, but now it's, you know, making their mental health feel uh, or mental health go down. Um, but the biggest thing that I see is just like a lot of people just need the support. Um, it's like it's very, very crucial. And I literally don't know how to how much I can emphasize this because Support can help students um, overcome the barriers that they are facing. And honestly, any help is better than no help at all. Because some people, they tend to like turn to drinking, doing drugs, or other harmful activities in order to cope and relieve stress when they don't have a good enough support system. And that may be something that a lot of people aren't willing to admit, um, but that is the you know that's the harsh reality that they're actually doing that and some people may say oh I'm not addicted oh I'm not you know I'm not doing this because of my grades but in like they're really doing that because they don't know any other way to express how they're feeling and in the short term it might feel as though it, that like it's helping when in reality it's doing more harm than it is good. Yeah, I do certainly agree with that point of view. I think there is something that college campuses and particularly also faculty can help try to solve this issue because faculty are often on the front lines of interacting with students and can be the first one to notice signs of a student in crisis. Like, for example, you know, some of the warning signs um, that can be like missing classes, assignments or exams or repeated need for extension and excused, you know, absences or lack of responses to the outreach. And sometimes like statements like, oh, I'm really stressed or I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed. That can also be one of the things. And I think professional and staff can complete sort of like a um, being an ally to those students and try to understand, like promote the campus and local resources, then encourage prioritization of mental health. And I think classes, especially the first year seminar classes that we have, 
can incorporate well-being practices and compassionate course policies especially during the pandemic mental health mental health education promotes compassion and wellness in typically rigorous high stress competitive fields for example stem is one of them imposter syndrome is especially re- pre highly relevant in the computing fields and with that being said i think not just going to for the faculties even going for family you know because sometimes like for instance i don't really share my stress issues with my mom that much because i am too scared that if i stress like if i talk about my stress problems it's going to stress her out so i think something that needs to be done really well of even with us as well as like our families is normalizing the need for help like the number one thing that everyone needs to value is approachability because some like using the have you heard of the the validate appreciate and refer the var strategy by any chance no i haven't okay so the what the var strategy does it it's basically focus on observational like behaviors so we can do this with our friends as well as like our families so it's three simple steps to sort of engage in a very meaningful conversation or try to you know if any of your family members are not open about it like number one like try to normalize or try to express your vulnerability if that makes sense because i think once you show that the other person feels comfortable to talk about this and validate their experiences like for example you can use phrases such as you know yeah that makes sense that sounds difficult and appreciate the persons or your members whoever is sharing their courage for being open with you and then refer them to support service so if there's anything that you can do like if they just want someone to hear it out and like try to be like have a non-judgmental space because avoid minimizing their situation you know be like oh all college students feel that you know like everyone your age has those kind of issues like that's not something that someone wants to hear like being compared to a student situation by looking for something positive is not really going to be helpful so try to avoid any sort of judgment try not to express your personal opinion or diagnose the student like diagnose people with something No honestly that's that's a good um that's a good way of seeing this or that's a good thing that we could try doing and like you were saying with our family members uh same here because I can't really talk to my parents about this especially like my my dad but anyways I can't really talk to them about these things because to them it's just like oh we did this in Ethiopia we did this in Africa so it's like if we can handle this you can whereas you know school in africa is nothing compared to the school here you know especially in college like how are you going to tell me that college is simple when you didn't even go to the same college i'm going to but it's just that it's very hard to talk to them about these things um because they just think that oh it's just a phase it it'll blow over once you're done like no sometimes if you're if you're not there everybody is not that you know they can't handle everything some students they may just be able to be stressed that moment and then once they're done with the test they can keep moving but there are other students that are affected long term by the things that they're learning now or the things that they're doing now so say somebody was you know they they're starting they have a disorder um and it came about a couple of months ago that can last them a long time years maybe and so our parents like 
they might be our family and, and like parents in general they just might be one of the biggest things that we need like that to support us because we can have support on campus but if it doesn't start at home then where else can it start because campus can only help us so much yeah that's apps golden word words of wisdom over there i think we have to step out of our comfort zones like of our own disciplines like mental health is one of the most leading concerns of health and development not just globally but also within our community and we we need to sort of we need partnerships of ideas and efforts to address this complex challenges facing like a global mental health issue and we are we are talking about just prevention healthy development across the life cycle and human rights and i think something that along with dealing with mental health issues or mental health needs it's also trying to practice remember to practice your own self care you know like it's okay to not always be available like you cannot operate as like a 24 hour help desk like take a time you need to recharge and preserve your own creativity and autonomy like say no and like set boundaries when needed it's important like like pause and reflect before responding to a request when to say yes and when to say no both can be done with a heart and if you say no to something it doesn't make you a monster it is possible to say no in a ways that still show of care you know prioritize your well-being like eat nutritious food exercise play rest reflect sort of grow in your life and I would say take like a 10 minutes every day to reflect on what sustains you honor your own solitude and silence like take a break from all the devices experience nature connect to the work just be world beyond yourself and your work so that that being said I just wanted to highlight some of the main issue like main resources on campus that can help you so number one is everyone has heard of this is caps because it's the one resource on campus sometimes yes it can be short staffed and because they are such a valuable resource it's so uh, it's hard to get them so i think some of some of the things is caps in in 2015 caps in collaboration with the health and wellness pro- uh, promotion which is hwp developed like a four session peer support training that was originally provided to student leaders in the department of athletics but subsequently this model was used in school of medicine and dentistry the original four session model is designed for students cohorts with the intention of providing knowledge and skills that will assess the group in taking care of each other So the expansion of this model is a key strategic priority. The another resource on campus is basically Jackscare. It's available to provide immediate and short-term support to meet the emotional and psychological needs of those in the IUPR community impacted by a traumatic event. The goal is to sort of uh, stabilize and reduce post-trauma symptoms by providing support, information and resources. And sometimes asking for help in some particular minorities is a really hard thing to do and billin will now provide you some of or talk about some of the resources that will be, that will basically are more focused in trying to help minorities across campuses some of the online resources that we do have for IUPUI um would be like mental black mental wellness uh latinx therapy mental health resources um melanin and mental health um 
Sister Afaya, there's like many that we have and they're all linked in this page and we'll provide that down in the descriptions below where, you know, you're listening to listening to this, just scroll down. Yeah, I really like the I listened to the Melanin and Mental Health and that was I love that podcast. Like it was like it was great. It's focused to sort of support particularly focused on supporting black and latinx communities and it was a lot that i learned about because i like learning about communities that are in mine and i think that podcast was it was pretty great like providing insight among how like mental health like revolves on in minorities or in certain communities and it it's very like okay these guys they may look different than me or they might have a different culture but some of the times when they think about certain issues it's kind of pretty similar to like back home like you know like the fact that the mental health stigma is very evident across cultures all around the world it's not just like it's it still has a very common aspects to it so yeah it was please check these resources out i'm going to link them in the description if you have any questions or concerns like you can always comment or you can also give us feedback you know on our podcast so please do so and now i'm going to tune into our previous previous and future podcast thank you for joining us have a great day